Don't let failure ever stop you. You know, use your brain, use your creativity. For example, look at Slack. You know, that thing came out and that was a complete failure. They too tried a game, the game didn't work, but whatever Slack was became the success, was the, was a dialogue on the side of it. So it's one of the most important messages I have for entrepreneurs is that failure should inspire you to get smarter. And unfortunately, our school system says if you, if you fail, you're stupid. That is not true. You know, we learn from our mistakes. Mistakes are opportunities to get smarter, be humble, and take a look at something. So anyway, the cash flow board game, just like Slack, was a failure. So I had to write Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a true story about my rich dad and my poor dad. And suddenly I, be, I went on the Oprah show and suddenly I became famous. So anyway, that's an entrepreneur's story. That's who I am. Most of the young people your age today, you know, a lot of them want to become entrepreneurs. The problem with this, you have to understand tax. You see, this is all over the world, very little difference. These guys pay 40% of their money in taxes. So they make a thousand dollars, they're gonna spend $400 in taxes. These guys that make a thousand dollars, they're gonna pay 60% in tax. So our schools are teaching entrepreneurship, but they're not teaching them tax, okay? And because they're focusing on income. Over here, it's 20% in tax. Mm -hmm. So they make $1,000, only, only $200 goes to tax. And these guys, 0%. So the reason financial education isn't working in our school systems is they're teaching financial education for these people and these people, but to really become rich, you have to focus on this side here. And that's the difference between a rich dad and the financial and what they're teaching in school right now. I'd rather be on this side. This side is a lot harder, but in the long run, it's more fun for me. On this side here, it's, it's harder, but you're paying tax constantly. So these guys here are saying tax to rich. Well, these guys don't pay taxes. And, 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 and as strange as that may seem, and I'm talking about legal, this is all over the world. So that's the big difference here. One last thing, which I think most millennials understand, is you know, in Rich Dad Poor Dad, I wrote about uh, Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's. And he was teaching at the University of Texas, the MBA program. And Ray asked, the, and most of the MBAs are gonna come out here. So Ray Kroc asked him, he says, what business is McDonald's in? And everybody yelled and said, no, 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 we know you're in hamburgers. And Ray says, no, we're not, I'm not, in, McDonald's is not hamburgers. McDonald's is in the business of real estate over here. So what, you have McDonald's here and the money McDonald's makes buys the real estate. And that is my formula. This is Rich Dad. I own real estate. I don't hang out here. I'm glad you guys are here, right? And we do our best to make sure you're educated and you have your own businesses and things like this here. But really the formula I follow personally is McDonald's. Mm -hmm. We have education company that buys real estate, which means we make a lot of money, pay zero taxes, legally. Mm -hmm. The difference is, is when I left my high paying, I, so I got a job with Xerox. So, so that's the last job I ever had. So when you look at the cash flow quadrant here, ES, 
BI. Here I was, okay? And I was making a lot of money at Xerox. Yeah. I went to Xerox for one thing, not the money. I worked at Xerox because I had to learn how to sell. Mm -hmm. Because entrepreneurs have to learn how to sell. So I was preparing for this quadrant here. Yeah. But I was really preparing for the big business quadrant. Mm -hmm. So I took a job at Xerox for four years. So I was preparing for these two quadrants here. So when I talk to young people like you, like you're here in social media, yeah. you're learning the same thing I was learning at Xerox, mm -hmm. except you're learning technology-wise. Yeah. It's very smart. 100%, that's ex and that's exactly right. what I'm doing here. Yeah. And one thing I actually really do appreciate when I worked at the bank was that we were very sales orientated, right. and that's all that mattered. And I think that's where I got a lot of my sales skills too from. Correct. Like Talking it was learning and learning how to get rejected yeah. and finding a way to not get rejected Good. next time. Good. Mm -hmm. So the lesson to young people is don't take a job for the money, take a job for what you're learning. Yeah. So would you mind giving us some of the entities you use? Sure, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. And on the uh, bad entities would be a sole proprietorship. And that's where you do business in your individual name, right? There's absolutely no protection here. Your, all of your assets are exposed to a claim. A they, lot of people have those. By default, you get into business, and if you don't form a corporation, you're a sole proprietor, and all of your assets are exposed. We also have the ugly entities. These are the ones we really don't want to get involved with, and that would be the general partnership. And this is liability times two. And I just went down the line there. General partnership, if you shake hands with someone to get into a business, you have become their partner. They can obligate the business and you're personally responsible for what they obligated the business for. Let me for. give you an example. Yeah. There was a company, a lumber company here in Phoenix and there was two people got together and they shook hands and they formed as a general partnership. Right. One partner's daughter ran over somebody. And because, what happened then? The other partner was personally responsible for, for that accident. For the partner's kid. Wow. Right, so that's the ugly way to do business and it can happen with a handshake. It's called innocent formation. You shake hands with someone, you get into business, you're personally responsible, not only for your own mistakes, but your partner's mistakes. So you'll never do business as a general partnership. Then we have the good entities. And the government gives us good ways to do business, good ways to protect ourselves. And these are LLCs, LPs, and corporations. These are the good ones. LLCs stand for Limited Liability Company. Limited partners, LP stands for limited partnership. And then we have corporations. These are the ways you're going to it's move a C forward. Corporation, a C -corp. We have different taxation. You have a C Corp, which is double taxed. We have the S Corp, which is a flow through tax. There's only one tax. You're gonna work with your CPA on what is best for you. In school, they compensate for risk by telling you to memorize the right answer. So in other words, these kids leave, young people like you leave school thinking, Oh, if I know the right answers, then there's no risk. And it drives old guys like me crazy. Because everybody's talking about millennials. What's wrong with them? Mm -hmm. You know, millennials are the most highly, in many ways, the most highly educated 
generation in history. They have the cell phone. They didn't get educated in school. They got educated on social media, on the, on the <laughs> yeah. cell phones. They know all the answers, mm -hmm. but they're afraid of doing anything. Yeah. You know, the biggest complaint about my generation is millennials know all the answers, but they can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And the reason they can't do anything is because you might hurt their, somebody's feelings, you might make a mistake. You know, and that just keeps you guys just trapped in this little box here. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I think millennial money is such an important point here. Because if you're going to come into my world, old guy's world, or the information age, you've really got to understand what is risky and what is not risky. And in my world, <clears throat> if you play it safe, that makes you stupid. Because if you don't take risks, you don't get smarter. Yeah. You know, so you may know the answer, but you can't do anything. Yeah. And one of the best things I had is I went, from I went to military school, then I went to flight school. I had such great teachers, you know. All of them could fly, you know, so my flight instructor could fly. What a novel idea. You know, a flight instructor can fly. But when I was in high school, most of my teachers were terrified. Mm -hmm. They're all cowards, you know. Job security, don't make mistakes. Just memorize the right answer and you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. And that's why most school teachers aren't rich. Yeah. And they teach that to your generation today. Yeah. And most of them are teaching us things that they don't do on a daily basis. Like we have entrepreneurship classes oh, and they're not entrepreneurs, you know? So it's, it's kind of frightening when you think we're relying on the school system oh. and the fact that they're teaching us. So the way to get through college, right, is practicing all the right answers, taking the exam, putting in all the right answers. Yeah. When in real life, that's the last thing that'll ever happen, right? No. <laughs> like you talk about fake, you know, this is my book, Fake Here, mm -hmm. Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. The reason it's fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets is because it all has to be fake. You have to have fake teachers to understand fake money. Then you have to have fake assets to buy those stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, fake mm -hmm. assets. But without fake teachers, fake money, you can't do it. So that's why I love, I love working with on these programs here. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to be successful, you've got to take some risk. So in my work, I work for this. You know, like, I don't need the money. Yeah. But I, as my teacher was Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller. And he says, I don't work for me, I work for everyone. And that was one of the biggest lessons I got from the military. You know, from the military was a very high spiritual intelligence. That's why your dad and I get along so well. Because when we went into combat, which is a horrible experience of good and bad people, enemy and friends, you know. But we, when we climbed into our aircraft, there was a crew of five. We became one. It is the best feeling, as horrible as it is, mm -hmm. flying into combat, because we might not come back. But it was the highest feeling of all. It was spiritual. And I'm afraid, it's not just millennials, it's human beings, mm -hmm. you know. Well, you know, is this good? Is this bad? Is this the best Vuitton shirt? Can I get it at a better price? Or oh, he's cute or she's cute, you know what I mean? But is there somebody better, right? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what's going and, on. Uh, so you guys are stuck in your head, mm -hmm. and I think you should get more into your spirit, you know, like mm -hmm. saying, what can I do for my fellow human being? Yeah. What can I do for the environment? Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest secret of my success is I, I have all, you know, we all have these. We all have some degree of physical, we, 
things we do. Yeah. Emotionally, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a basket case a lot of the time, okay. you know. I get upset, I get angry, I get sad, I get my feelings hurt. And I'm always, this is good, this is bad, this is, you know, you watch politics, it's all good and bad, it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. But what keeps me going is this, and it's spiritual, yeah. is how can I serve others? How can I serve the planet?